If you would, please put your hands together as we welcome Sister Patricia Smith, who's going to bring forth the devotion. Good evening. Let me just pray real quick. Father, I love you, Lord. I thank you, God, for this opportunity. I pray, Lord, that you would just speak through me and move through me, Lord. Hide me under the shadow of your wing, God. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to this body and help us, Lord, to come together and pray the way that you would have us to pray tonight in this prayer meeting. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Sunday morning, uh, pastor was preaching and he said a few things. I cannot see any of you. He said a few things. Um, well, I would come down there, but I don't have a podium. <laughs> he said a few things that uh, confirmed to me what I felt like the Lord was speaking to me to do tonight. I believe he gave me a specific way for us to pray tonight. Um, but he said, what you get out of 2019 is in direct alignment with, with what you are able to believe God for. And he also said, stop waiting for God to move and you begin to activate your own faith. And so tonight we're going to cast out uh, doubt, we're going to cast it to the curb and believe God for the impossible. We're going to remind ourselves through prayer of who he is and what his promises are by declaring and proclaiming um, those promises. I believe that one way that we step out in faith, or one of the first ways, is through prayer and declaring and proclaiming uh, what we believe. Um, so there are times when you have to just, you have to move, you have to do something. Like for me, coming up here, this is an act of faith, because this is not, I'm not comfortable up here. So I have to have faith that God that, that he will show up tonight and that he will move despite me and my own uh, weaknesses. But tonight we're going to start with what I believe is the first step, and that is uh, activating our faith through prayer. David is a prime example of what activating your faith by encouraging yourself in the Lord in prayer looks like. Time and time again, we see him in a hard or difficult situation. It seems everything and everyone is against him. He is running for his life. He's hiding in caves and mountains. The people that he loves, they turn their back on him and they belittle him. King Saul, he loved King Saul. I mean, his own brothers, you know, when he went to take them the food and they just told him, what is wrong with you, David? Get out of here. You're just trying to be a big shot. Uh, so those things happened to him. And they, I imagine they were, they were very hard, but not... Not once, when gripped with fear, did he ever say, I am not afraid. He never denied his emotions or his feelings. He never denied his circumstances. He never said, I am not afraid. I didn't have this feeling. He never denied those human emotions, but he did admit to them. And he would say, I'm going to paraphrase some of this, though my heart and my flesh may fail, that's him admitting I'm weak. I can't do this. I don't feel like I have the strength. But then he would sum it up with something that he knew, something that he believed about God. So, though my heart and my flesh may fail, my God, he never will, for he is my strength. I am weak, but my God is strong. He said, I am here in the shadow of death, but I refuse to let fear overtake me because I know that my God is with me. Uh, this past year has been, um, I've not had any sicknesses or, or things like that in my life, but for me, 
I feel like the mental struggle, the mental warfare, the and the emotional warfare has been just extra heavy this past year. And many times God has come to me, maybe in moments of irritation or, or whatever, and he would come and he would drop a song into my spirit. This morning, I was having a rough morning and I just started thinking, it is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. And that's God speaking to me. He's, you know, he's right there with me. And many times, you know, I'm in an, uh, an my husband is a pre-believer. Um, I believe in God for his salvation. But many times in my marriage, I feel, I hope there's Kleenex up here, I feel completely alone because I can't share one of the most important parts of my life with my spouse. And I can't pray with him I, And I used to have a little room I prayed in, but we let a young man, and he's staying with us now, But so I don't have my little room to pray. So if I go somewhere and I'm praying, I'm just crying out to God, you know, that husband will come in, and he's like, what is wrong? What's, you know, and he'll want to try to fix it. I'm like, nothing, I'm just praying. And I wish I could just share that with him. But the Lord has reminded me the one thing that he has constantly told me this year, for me personally, as I, am, I have gone before you, and I'm standing right behind you, and I'm on your right, and I'm on your left, and you are not alone. That's what he's told me time and time again. I am with you. I have hedged you in and surrounded you. So God is with me. When I feel alone, he reminds me of that. So I'm just going to go over a few attributes of God. I have lots of scripture here just to kind of remind us some of who God is. Um, God is, he's constant and he's never changing. And that's something that he has reminded me of many times. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? When God says something that you can believe it because God is truth. So when I say I believe my husband is going to be saved, it's because I believe that I personally have a promise from God that says that my husband will be saved. And it's not because some days I don't, I think, I don't know how this is going to happen. You know, he seems so far from God, but I know that God gave me this promise. And it's because, it's because God can see, he can see tomorrow. He can see the end of 2019 and 2020. So he knows when my husband will say, yes, Lord. And so I'm standing on that. And he never changes. So if he told me that promise, then I'm going to believe it because he won't change his mind. And James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Our God is faithful. Psalm 91.4, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. 
1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. This is not saying that you're not going to be tempted and you're not going to want to do something. That's not what it's saying. It's saying when you are tempted... You're going to have God right there to lead you back away from the temptation. That's what that means. He is our healer. Psalm 103, 2 and, th- 2 and 3 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. I know there have been many healings within this body. I don't know them all, but I know that there have been many. And I also know that there are many that need a healing now. And so we got to believe God is a healer. If, if he healed, if Jesus Christ healed when he walked on this earth, well, he doesn't change. We just learned that. He's forever faithful. He's always constant, unchanging. So he, he heals today as well. Matthew 10, 7 through 8, and as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received and freely give. So he tell, he, there he is right there telling us, healing is still up today. He is our provider. Has God ever provided for you? Well, he's provided for me many, many times. How am I going to pay this bill? And somehow, some random check, who knew I was getting a refund on anything, but there it was, just enough to pay a bill. Um, Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And God is everywhere at all times. That's, he was remind, he's been reminding me of that all year. Psalm 139, 7 through 10, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? And Pastor was even talking about how we are in the very palm of God's hand. That's amazing. He is omnipotent. That means he is all-powerful. So Jeremiah 32 and 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? And here's your answer in Luke 137. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing. He is all-knowing, omniscient, all-knowing. Psalm 139, 1 through 3, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thoughts from afar off. You scrutinize my path and my laying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. One of the most spectacular things about God being an all-knowing God is that he knows me, but he still loves me. You know, I know some of the thoughts that go through my mind, uh, and God, he still loves me in spite of it, in spite of my faults, in spite of my failures, he loves me, and he knows me, and he still loves me, and that's beautiful. Our God is a just God. Have you ever been wronged by someone, you know, and you just, you just want revenge, you know? 
Well, the word says uh, not to seek revenge because vengeance belongs to the Lord because he will repay and he will do much better than we would because he would do it with love where we would do it out of anger. And so he can bring those people into our very own family and cause us to love them. He is always with you. Apparently, I'm going to harp on this one. <laughs> Joshua, in Joshua 1, uh, God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous three times. Be strong and be very courageous. Why can you be strong and very courageous? Because I am with you, is what the Lord says. Matthew 28 and 20, connected to the Great Commission, Christ said, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Uh, God is good. He has goodness in store for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. God is a good God. And he has good things for you. Sometimes things may not feel good, but we, we can't see tomorrow, and God can see. He, he's all-knowing. He already knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So, and he works everything out for your good as well. So in everything, we can trust God and his goodness. And that's, I think, one thing we really, really have to know about our God is that he is a good, he's a good God. Uh, God gives rest and strength. Matthew 11, 28 through 29, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not faint. Isn't that a beautiful promise? Um, so I have... I just wanted to go over a few things, a few attributes of God, just to kind of to remind us a little bit about who God is. Um, I have some specific direction for prayer. Is that microphone on? Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. So I don't know why you guys sit all the way, all the way back there. You know you're going to have to walk up here. <laughs> so if everyone wants to gather around and we're going to uh, pray together. And I have, like I said, I, I believe I have some specific direction in prayer. 